Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. We are less than one week away from PAX Unplugged, the last major convention Super Show will be at, SRG Universe will be at, in 2023. It's November 26th, as I'm recording this, December 1st through December 3rd, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, PAX Unplugged. Event-wise, we've had very few changes. The list of official Super Show events has not changed. Saturday night is the big constructed tournament. You bring your deck, entrance, spectacles. You play. All the other events are sealed or draft events. You're buying product from them, and you're building the deck you're going to use, including the competitor, there at the convention. There are no pre-sale tickets for the events. You go to the event hall. You sign up in person. Not sure how far in advance you can sign up. If it's just right before the event. If you can sign up for the event earlier. If you can sign up even days earlier. Can you come in on Friday and sign up for the Sunday event? I don't know. But all the events are in-person sign up. No tickets like at Origins or Gen Con. To purchase in advance. While there have been no changes to the official SRG Universe schedule of events, we have some unofficial events. There's an unofficial constructed tag team event, two players versus two players. Bob Dunn is taking signups for those. He did post a challenge about it. I think they have four teams signed up so far, maybe more, but only four teams that I saw on the challenge. If you're interested in participating in that, talk to Bob Dunn. Chris Bajillo has also added an unofficial trios event. If you're interested in that, reach out to Chris Bajillo about that. There is no play peer tournament. At this point, I'm assuming it's not going to happen. There have been no announcements. That's unfortunate. That was the main reason I was going as the play peer champion to defend the belt. So I'm kind of disappointed that that was canceled. But that's where we are right now with that. That's the event news I have for you. Product news. The only product that I'm aware of that is debuting at PAX Unplugged, the second version of the old school PAX. I don't know about any competitors or any other single cards. Steve Resk did mention on Talk of the Universe they will be having the lunch combos, which is a discounted product. That they usually do at the booths. There will be competitors with the lunch combos. Those could be new competitors. I don't know. As far as the old school packs are concerned. From what they said on the last episode of Talk of the Universe. They're only going to have 100 old school pack version 2. Only 100 of those packs at Packs Unplugged. Now I don't know if that number is total. Or if that is Total excluding what they're setting aside for events. Because they are running three events, two Friday, one Saturday, that will be using the old school packs. In my opinion, 100 
is not enough, not even counting using them in events. First off, let's just talk about collectors. People who care about getting all the competitors in Super Show are going to want all the competitors in the old school packs. There are, from what I understand, 12 competitors in these packs. So collectors are going to, at a minimum, want to buy 12 of the old school packs to either hopefully pull all 12 or get extras and trade their extras for what they're missing. 100 is 8 sets of 12. 12 times 8 is 96 with 4 left over. So if they allow people to buy as much product as they want of the old school pack, potentially 8 people could buy the stock out. That's assuming that people don't come in and buy even more than 8. Because they might. What this tells me is I could see SRG Universe putting a hard limit of how many you can buy from the booth. Because I think they'll sell out with just 100. To put that in perspective, the original old school pack came out at the last Grand Gathering. They had 400 packs at Grand Gathering. And those packs sold out Saturday. On Saturday, because they were running an event late Saturday that involved the old school pack, they made people buy way earlier than they had planned buy for that event because they were afraid they would run out of old school packs. And they did. They sold out halfway through the weekend. Now granted, you're going to have less Super Show players at PAX Unplugged than you will at the Grand Gathering, but I still think 100 is going to sell out very quickly. Again, that's assuming the 100 doesn't count what they're going to have to set aside for the events. I don't know how many they're going to set aside for the events. We did hear Steve Resk say that when it came to the hardcore event, they set aside product for 36 people. That's how many people they're planning on being in that event. Anyone beyond 36 is not going to get in. If they set aside 36 packs for each one of the three sealed events they're running, that's 108 packs. That's more than they were going to be selling at the booth. So hopefully that 100 doesn't include that. If the 100 includes what they have to set aside for the three events, there may be almost nothing for sale at Packs Unplugged involving old school pack number two. So I'm going to watch and see what they do with that. But old school pack number two, we may not see a lot of those come out because they're only bringing, in my opinion, a small amount to Pax Unplugged. So if you're planning on going to Pax Unplugged and picking up old school packs, if you've asked somebody to pick up old school packs for you, they may not be able to do that because there may be a limit on how many an individual can buy and they may sell out. I'm actually going to predict they'll sell out halfway through the weekend. By Saturday, the old school packs will be gone. As far as championships go, I am not aware of any championship defenses taking place at PAX Unplugged. We may see some. I'm just not aware of them. And then as far as guests are concerned, we've had an unofficial announcement that two members of Young, Dumb, and Broke may be there. We could see Jordan Oliver, and we could see Charlie Tiger. It's not official, 
but it was teased on the last episode of Talk of the Universe. Also, I'll bring this up too. TJ Marconi, when he was on Talk of the Universe two weeks ago, he mentioned PAX Unplugged. So, outside chance, we could see TJ Marconi at PAX Unplugged. Not official, nothing's been announced, but that's a little bit of a hint that he may be there. That's the news I have for you right now on PAX Unplugged. And then the next time I talk about PAX Unplugged, it will be me covering what happened. So if anything breaks between now and the start of the convention, I won't be able to give that to you. I'll talk about it on the next week's show. Speaking of the next week's show, since I'll be in Philadelphia, I will not be flying back home until Monday. I'll be arriving at home late Monday. I will try to get the show out Monday night. It may be Tuesday night. I just want to let you know that. I apologize that the show won't be as usual Sunday night release, but that can't be helped. Hopefully the coverage makes up for the show being late. That's the big news this week, PAX Unplugged coming up. Other things I have for you. As I'm recording this, the Black Friday sale is still going on. Use coupon code BLACKFRIDAY2023 when you check out. No capital letters, no spaces. 2023 are the numbers, are the digits, not the words. New product is not included. Events is not included. Created content is included. This includes the brand new weapon series drumstick line. They've done microphones. They've done guitars. Next thing is going to be drumsticks. I'm not sure if they'll let you do chicken-themed art yet involving the drumsticks. The first run might just be actual wooden drumsticks. We'll see. But if you want to have art commissioned, four cards in the drumstick line, this is the time to do that. And you will get 30% off of that if you use Black Friday 2023 at checkout. Something that is not discounted is the fill the van campaign i talked about that last week it's still going on you basically donate in quantities of one dollar at fifteen dollars twenty five dollars seventy five dollars and a hundred dollars there are different things you get there will also be a holiday themed competitor that may be part of that campaign later on that has not been released yet we don't know about that but they're doing the Fill the Van campaign again this year. Go to the website, search Fill the Van, search Van. I think that's what I did, search Van. It was the last thing listed. If you want to donate to SRG Universe for them to essentially go out, buy a bunch of toys, put them in a van, take them, and get them donated to children for this Christmas. Faction Wars 5, no news on that. The Phase 1 deck lists are due this Thursday, right before PAX Unplugged, and then play starts afterwards. So if your team, if your faction hasn't gotten your deck lists figured out and sent in, do that. Time is running out. Cheetah Cup news. The Cheetah has announced his next online creative competitor tournament, Cheetah Cup 3. December 17th, that's a Sunday, starting at 11 a.m., He's going to be running a double elimination tournament. The winner of the tournament, if they do not have a competitor in Super Show the Game, 
they'll get to make one. If they do, they will have to give the competitor to someone who doesn't. They'll have to pay it forward. He's running that tournament. There are going to be one fall matches. There'll be dark matches, meaning that the discard pile will not be public knowledge and all spotlight cards will be blank. And it will use undisputed rules. If one player loses three turn rolls in a row, not counting bumps, he automatically wins the next turn roll. The players don't even roll dice. The other player just gets to win, and then the count starts over. That's a $10 entry fee, December 17th. And then before I get into the online tournaments and featured matches from this past week, there are two things I need to mention, both somewhat related to PAX Unplugged. The first is that Thursday night before PAX Unplugged, so November 30th, Alternate Universe's Bluebell in Pennsylvania will be running a local event for people who come to the convention. So if you're going to be in Philadelphia, you're looking for some Super Show Thursday night, that's an option to head out there, meet up with the local store, and play those guys. If you have any questions about going to that event, reach out to the prize fighter Simon Davner or the star maker, Everett Stevens. Ask them. They can help you with that. The other thing is for the next big in-person play event, House Rules Gaming, Kissimmee, Florida, Saturday, January 27th, 2024, 10 a.m. start time. They're going to have a great competitor tournament. $35 entry fee. There will be promo cards for the event. If you're in the area, if you want to travel to Florida, that's going on late January 2024. And now let's talk about the online tournaments and featured matches from this past week. Three tournaments that I'm aware of. Monday night, they have a Hardcore tournament featuring the new hardcore rules that the hardcore division will be run under. The matches will be no disqualification. The competitors you use must either have disqualification mentioned in the gimmick or use a finish card at 28, 29, or 30 that has disqualification in the text of the card. If the competitor doesn't have a printed finish, with that text in it, you have to use at least one generic that has that text in it. In the Monday night tournament, they had 16 players. They did group stages, four groups, four players per group. Each player plays the other three in the group. Top two records per group moved on to the top cut. Eight players in the top cut, and then just single elimination quarterfinals to semifinals to finals. Your two semifinalists were Brother Dan of the Mission, playing as Wrench Monkey, and Trey Cantrell of the TVA of the Constellation, playing as Abigail Ferry in Training. Your finalists were the Foreman as the Heathen Cruel and Carlos Lumbre as Matt Cardona, with the winner, the Foreman. Congratulations to the Foreman. Thursday, we have an event run by Swaggy D and Brother Dan, skills given. You can play as many skill requirement cards in your deck 
as possible if you qualify. So for all your three skills, eight and above, you can run multiple skill cards. I suppose you could run them for less and then play cards to boost your skills. They ended up having nine players in this tournament. One group of four players, one group of five. Each player plays the others in their group. Top two records per group advance to the top cut. Your top four end up being in fourth place, playing as Lemmy Adam, Ricky Riot. In third place, playing as the original version of EC3, Candyman Dan. Your finalists were split playing as himself and Bobby Ohio playing as himself with the winner, Bobby Ohio. Congratulations to Bobby Ohio for winning the skills giving event. They also tracked who had the most skill cards in their deck and who had the least skill cards in their deck. I think there's going to be prizing for that. The player with the least number of skill requirement cards in their deck was Bradley Townsley with only two. The player with the most was Swaggy D with 25. So honorable mention to those two guys. The finals of this, by the way, was played using a new stipulation, Rhode Island Rules. No disqualifications, maximum hand size of 10, normal crowd meter from 1 to 5 for no disqualification match, but at crowd meter 0, if a player rolls an 8 for the finish roll, the opponent cannot break out. I don't know if that's a stipulation they use up in New England regularly, but it was the stipulation here. I don't recall seeing that that actually caused the finish, that somebody rolled an 8 at crowd meter 0 and won that way. So I'm going to assume that didn't happen. It would be amazing if that did, but I don't think it did. And then Friday, we had another hardcore event like Monday. This was a pop-up event. Same rules as Monday night. 15 players. Three groups of four players, one group of three, same group stage rules as the other two events. Eight players make the top cut, and then it's just single elimination, no disqualification to the finals. Your semifinalists were Split playing as New Jack and Constantine Matthew playing as Jessica Siren. The finalists were the Foreman, once again as the Heathen Cruel, and Chris Pate as Peter Lionheart with the winner, the Foreman as the Heathen Cruel. So the Foreman wins two events this week, and the Unionverse wins all three events this week, all three online events. The Foreman taking two, Bobby Ohio taking the third. So congratulations to them individually and to their faction for having a great week. Those were the tournaments. Featured matches Wednesday. Not streamed anywhere. We have a defense of the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship. The champions are the team of Mitchell Manja playing as Chloe Mai and the once-in-a-generation generational talent, the Goat Brock Smith, playing as Scott Prime. The challengers were Chris Randolph playing as Quadruple H and Chris Vaughn playing as the one above all, the second version of Anthony Gango. The match ended up going to crowd meter six. I don't know if that's because it was a long match or because of Chloe Mai. Chloe Mai 
playing her the way Mitchell Manja does. The crowd meter goes up quickly. But the match ends up going to crowd meter six with the winners, still champions, Mitchell Manja and Brock Smith. Congratulations to them for successful defense in this, from what I understand, all Michigan player match. That was the only featured match I was aware of from Monday through Saturday. The next set of featured matches all take place during Sunday night fights. There were four matches on the card for Sunday night fights. And it took about three hours for all four of these matches to be completed. The first match of the night was for a future shot at the LFF Underworld Championship. Rowdy Ron, playing as the original Zack Sabre Jr., took on Mitchell Manja, playing as Chloe Ma. This match ends up going to Crowdminer 3, mostly because of finishes hit, which is unusual because a lot of times in matches featuring Chloe Mai, the crowd meter is going up because of cards Chloe Mai is playing. That only happened one time. The story of this match was Rowdy Ron dominating on the turn rolls, and he was able to convert that domination into a win at crowd meter three. So Rowdy Ron will get a future shot at the LFF Underworld Championship. The next matchup was for the LFF Trios Championship. The challenger, James Booker, playing as the line, took on champion, the happy custodian of the mission, playing as the low rollers. There was a special condition on this match. If James Booker won the match, the next contender for the championship, his first contender as champion, would be his faction mate, the grump of the higher class. If James Booker lost, then the grump could only get title shots if he won some kind of qualifying event for them. He could not request a title shot for the trio's championship as long as Chris Bajilla was the GM of that belt. This was the shortest match of the night. It doesn't go past crowd meter zero. We start off with some bumps. The happy custodian gets the first turn roll. I believe his first card is stopped. Then James Booker able to hit a follow-up and a finish. Roll a 28. The happy custodian must roll a 30 to break out, and he does not. So James Booker is the new LFF Trios champion. Congratulations to James Booker. His next contender will be the Grump. I'll report on when that match happens once I have that information. The third match of the night was for the LFF United States Championship. The challenger Big Match Pete, playing as Johnny T, takes on champion Mean Megs, playing as the Mercenator. This was a pretty good match. I've seen Mean Megs play. The gimmick from the Mercenator has been devastating for her. And for a while, it was devastating in this match. But at crowd meter two, Big Match Pete hits the finish, and he is the new LFF United States champion. Congratulations to Big Match Pete for becoming the new champion. His next contender will be Candyman. It'll be a battle of LFF Tri-State versus LFF Tri-State for this belt. So the belt will stay in that region no matter what happens. I'll report on that when I have more information about when and where. 
The final match of the night was for the LFF Triad Championship. The two challengers in this match were El Hombre Cybernetico, playing as himself, and Brimelight from the Mission, playing as Downriver Drew. The champion was Piglet, playing as himself. Because it's for the Triad Championship, it's always a Triad match. This match goes to Crowd Meter 1, and they were at Crowd Meter 1 for a long time. At Crowd Meter 1, Brimelight plays an unstoppable finish against Piglet. El Hombre Cybernetico uses a stop to stop an unstoppable finish, and then reveals the spectacle, throws in the towel, which means that he wins the match, and so El Hombre Cybernetico is the new LFF Triad Champion. Congratulations to El Hombre Cybernetico. Now, they had to think about this quite a lot, because there was an argument made that, and let me back up here for a second, the finish that Brimelight played that was unstoppable was unstoppable because, and I'm going from memory here, because Brimelight had three other strikes and three grapples in play against Piglet. That was the condition to make it unstoppable. Piglet made the argument that it should only be considered unstoppable against him for the purposes of a stop. Because Brimelight didn't have those cards in play against El Hombre Cybernetico, it shouldn't be considered unstoppable from El Hombre Cybernetico's point of view. I expect we'll hear about this on Talk of the Universe. When I first saw this, I thought the way El Hombre Cybernetico thought in this scenario. It's an unstoppable finish, so I can use a card that stops unstoppable finishes against it. In this case, it was an unstoppable finish strike. He used Taunted by the Heated Fans to stop it. I did have to consider Piglet's argument. Here's what I'm going to say about that. The guiding principle in multiplayer matches is that cards should play as close to how they play in singles matches as possible. That's the guiding principle. In this case, a finish in a singles match would be unstoppable as long as all of the conditions to make it unstoppable are met. That happened here, so I would say that makes this an unstoppable finish. The argument that you would have to essentially, in order for a finish to be truly unstoppable, or any card to be truly unstoppable, you must meet the conditions against every single person. I think that's too much. I think if it's unstoppable within the tunnel, against the person you're playing against, it's unstoppable, period. That's the ruling I think I would make at this point. I'm open to additional arguments, but I think that's the correct ruling, and that's the ruling they went with here. So again, congratulations to El Hombre Cybernetico for pulling off a pretty amazing feat, being able to do something no one has done before. And honorable mention to Piglet for making an intriguing argument. As far as championship matches, featured matches coming up for next week, we have a few. Next Wednesday, November 29th, after Talk of Universe, the LFF Tag Team Championship will be on the line. 
the team of Baked Outdoors, which is Sherry Von Danish playing as Danhausen, and the Great Outdoors playing as Ariel Lipstick, will take on the Champions Animal Kingdom. Le Penguin playing as the original Brian Cage. Cheetah playing as the Rising Sun. Next Sunday, on Sunday Night Fights, we will have a match for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. The challengers, known as Big Meaty Men, will take on the champions BTSFTW, and we will have a second LFF Underworld Contender match as Hold the Line of Harry takes on Rambo Apocalypse to see who will get the next shot at the LFF Underworld Championship. And I believe the winner of this match gets the first shot, and then Rowdy Ron will play the winner of the winner of this match and the champion, the big guy. One last thing I had mentioned earlier in the show, the promo code Black Friday 2023. By the time this gets out to people, that code will no longer be active. Sunday night is the last night for that promo code. I apologize if I confused anyone earlier. I thought they had at least through Cyber Monday. That is not the case. The promo code ends at midnight, November 27th. As far as online tournaments for next week, expect something Monday night, expect something Thursday night, Dojo Tuesday night. Last I looked, nothing was up, but look for those to show up on supershowthegame.com. And with that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. I look forward to seeing many of you at PAX Unplugged, and a good day.